Hello and welcome to this final episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the One True Podcast. And the only podcast actually has the power to exercise Pazuzu. Pazuzu? Who are you Pazuzu? Demon. Uh, what kind of a name is Pazuzu? Is that... Sounds Jewish. It's not, not a Christian name. It's like a pagan deity, which doesn't make a fucking bit of sense. Uh, but that's the demon, right? In The Exorcist. The Exorcist. I didn't know Christians could exorcise. Maybe that's why it didn't work. They couldn't exorcise non-Christian demons. Yeah, wait. Are you giving away the ending already? That they did? Uh, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, also, I gave away the very beginning. Oh yeah, that too. There's a there's a demon possession in the ex. You know what? Everybody should figure that. You know, actually, another one. I've ruined it. It's I've over. ruined it. The plot of the Exorcist <laughs> is a demon possession. I apologize to all of our listeners. God damn it! And then we've been in this broadcasting business for the past eleven years, and I'm still and, fucking this up. You know, Chuck. People count on news services like ours. To prevent them from learning about forty-five-year-old spoilers, so <laughs> so if you haven't watched The Exorcist, uh, stop listening. That's right. Stop now, or you'll find out that Pazuzu is the name of the yeah. demon that possesses the little girl that they ultimately exorcise. But they don't really; they just move it into another guy. Which is that exorcism? A <laughs> <I'm> warning. <laughs> I'm warning you, spoilers ahead. <laughs> many, many spoilers. His full name, by the way, was Pazuzu's Petals. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It's a true story. That's, that is a, <laughs> a, a, a really obscure bit of trivia. Yes. It's Pagan Demon's last Super name. Obscure. Chuck, I think we have to start with um, our Patreon. Because I'm looking at it, and I, I don't see anything. Nothing. Well, um, that does bring up, uh, we're trying to get more into this Patreon thing. So uh, if you have not uh, subscribed to Patreon, if you don't support us on Patreon, stop listening now. This is the end yeah. of the free content. You have to stop. Everybody, hold on a second. Did you, did they, you stopped? Okay. okay no, one, no one who has not supported us on Patreon should be listening right now. Yes. Nah. Yeah. He thought you could keep listening, but I caught you. Um, but, uh, anyway, Chuck, I have an idea though, because nobody, because we haven't got any contributions. I think the problem is we really need our true fans, like, to get on this. We need, we need like a, we need a better thing than Patreon. We need, um, like a site that's just for fans. Like, it's like only for fans. Like, like I, I set up this account. It's like, it's only for our fans. I think it's called OnlyFans. And, yeah, just go look us up there, and apparently we're gonna have to submit pictures, also for some reason. But that's all right. The first one right now is Matt's irreligiosity tattoo on his butt cheek. <laughs> Matt, I think what you should do is uh, say like, um, pay five dollars for this irreligiosity butt cheek. That's right. If you want to see a picture of my butt cheek, two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred. Thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. That's the going rate, I think, right? And no refunds. <laughs> no. Yeah, no refunds. You might get a picture of 
Chuck's butt cheek by accident, but that's your refund. <laughs> that's your refund. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, hey, we have a sponsor, Chuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's vodka. Vodka. Because no matter what the president says, you can't drink bleach. Vodka. Ah, that was a okay. That was another joke. All right, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I am out of just, here. We should just go straight to skunk dicks. <laughs> Let's fucking rescue this show. Straight to skunk dicks. Oh, quick, quick, get to the skunk dicks. Hurry up. I've got a skunk dick. I've got one. I got no skunk dicks, man. So oh, you don't have any. So it's just me over here. Oh, all right. Well, Chuck, perhaps you're familiar with Franklin Graham. No? Okay. End of show. <laughs> we can all leave. Wasn't he the pastor who um, the dad beat the crap out of that Muslim kid for listening to? Was that Franklin Graham? Oh, shit. In, um, in God's Not, not dead. dead. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, but Franklin Graham does way more than just get children beat. Uh, never, <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> He's some evangelical pastor. Yeah. Anyway, Pope Francis came out in support of same-sex civil unions, and he was incensed by this because it was calm, it was unthinkable in light of the Word of God. For Pope Francis to attempt to normalize homosexuality is to say that holy scriptures are false, that our sins really don't matter, and that we can continue living in them. If that were true that Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection wouldn't have been needed. The cross would have been for nothing. Oh, well, case closed then. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, oh. Say no more. That can't be true. It, it is true. It was all for nothing. All for nothing. All Your for whole nothing. life is a lie, Franklin Graham. <laughs> it was okay for 2,000 years. And then the Pope's like, oh, gays, you're going to have... So, civil unions, didn't we put this to fucking to bed like 10 years ago? I believe so. It's like the Pope's coming out, hey, guys, I got an idea. Separate but equal, huh? Eh? How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Everybody's happy, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. I guess, is Franklin Graham the dude who was caught, uh, like, in that shirt, and he's watching his wife, or is that some other dude? No, no, that was Jerry Falwell Jr., <laughs> we, we just did a skunk dick on that. <laughs> yeah, literally like three months ago. Yeah. We just released it, but you know. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I think I had another skunk dick, but I can't remember if we've already talked about it or not. It was about Jerry Falwell Jr. But like, I don't know, he got drunk and fell down and got blood everywhere. I think we did that. Didn't we do that? Anyway, he doesn't fall well. He falls nope. poorly. So... <laughs> But I'm I hope to God we've never done that joke before. Man, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> Chuck Franklin Graham also added, no one has the right or the authority to trivialize Christ's sacrifice on our behalf. What does follow, Carrie? He's not Catholic. It's all it's a different fiction, man. Now this is it's Franklin like Graham. Harry Potter fans complaining of uh, Spider-Man. This is like, Frank- what the fuck do you care? This is Franklin Graham, not Fallow. Oh, Franklin But still, Graham. same he's thing. He's Protestant, he's a, too, right? He's not Catholic. Yeah, he's evangelical. Why does he give a shit? It's all fiction in his I world. I don't know, because they, they have to. They just can't let shit like this go. 
Is he feeling guilty? He's like, oh my god, the Pope's more progressive than I am. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's what he was feeling. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm losing the progressive battle amongst evangelicals. Exactly. <laughs> the Pope just passed me. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to step up my game. Uh, excellent. Poor Franklin Graham Falwell Jr. Yeah. Uh you know, but if if Franklin Graham really wants to step up his game, he's gonna have to. He's gonna because pro Trump televangelist. See, we just had an evangelist. Now we have a televangelist. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. Uh, what's this guy's name? Frank Amadea or Amedia. Or Am- Amadea, Amadea. Frank Amadea. Uh, it doesn't. It literally does not matter. It doesn't matter. If Biden wins, people will start having sex with cattle. <laughs> Why wait? Now, really? I mean, what do you mean start? Like, what? Stop! <laughs> oh, why is it always straight to the animal sex with these people? Yeah, yeah. it's a little suspicious at this point, don't you think? <laughs> it like, is. Why is that always on your mind? That's your go-to. Look, if Biden wins, sex with cows is okay, right? 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 Yeah. Yeah. I Trump think is literally the only thing that's keeping me from fucking a cow. <laughs> All right, I'm just letting you people that. know if Biden wins, there'll be a lot of cow fucking going on. Yeah, yeah. Also, he called it in his little radio show. He kept calling it animalism, which is, I mean, that's more. It sounds more like spirit work. That sounds more like animism, like spirits and animals. It's it's called fucking bestiality, dude. I yeah. think you know that, and that's a way cooler word than animalism. Come on, yeah. bestiality. But you know, he said. It's about morality. It's about same-sex marriage not being approved and blessed in this country. This is not about changing genders in a five and six different meanings now. How far do they want us to go? Well, we want you to fuck cows, obviously. I mean. That's why I'm voting for Biden. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, he also Cow fucking <laughs> is number one on my list. Uh, it just barely eclipsed uh, women's rights. Yes, yes. I mean... Come on, we've all seen cows standing out there looking up. They're asking for it, you know, showing their beehives. Sexy spots. Chewing their cud. It's just a little bit of spittle dripping out the corner of their mouth. Oh, God, don't get me started. Hold on, I need a drink. Oh, for me, it's cow fucking, women's rights, gay rights, <laughs> second moment capital punishment, you know, all the, yeah, all yeah. the classic. But the, but the cow fucking is uh, right at the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also said, wait until animalism becomes acceptable and somebody can marry a cow and have perverse sex with them. You think I'm laughing? That's what's going to come. I'll tell you who's going to come. Me, when I'm fucking a cow. <laughs> Damn straight. A lot of people are going to come. <laughs> We're all coming. By elected. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We're going to get laid. On election night. On election night. Woo, Biden president. (laughs) Oh. The cow says, the cow says, hey, hey, stop stop fucking me. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. (laughs) Hello. My my name is Bessie. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, 
Cowfuckers. Well, welcome to Biden's America. Yeah, that's what you voted for. Um, what do you got, Chuck? <laughs> I got nothing. Let's vote. It's going to be uh, Jerry Falwell or the Pope or the cows. Frank Amadea. The cows. I can't vote for those sexy, sexy cows. Are you kidding me? All right, put it in the machine. Okay, I'm voting for Falwell because I don't think he was even a candidate. So this time I'm voting for him. Oh, if we're doing that, then I vote for Amy Coney Barrett in a surprise underdog move. All right, I'm changing my vote to Glenn Beck. Oh, I second Glenn Beck. Because fuck that guy. All right, we'll put it in the computer and... Oh, Jeffrey Tubin. This is strange. <laughs> Tubin? What kind of name is Tubin? New Yorker suspends Jeffrey Tubin for masturbating on Zoom call. What? So obviously think... you mean the New Yorker is the skunk. Yeah, the skunk dick's the New Yorker on this one. <laughs> I think Zoom calls would all be made more entertaining if ever if it was mandatory that you masturbate on the Zoom call, I I thought it was. I'm masturbating You're right like, now. <laughs> let me finish, Carol. That's what he said. It'll um, give. Wait. Let me finish, Carol. An entirely new meaning. That's right. Uh, so Matt, apparently, what happened was uh, uh, two two people who were on the call said uh, that it was an election simulation. I'm not sure it was an election. They it was sending. an erection stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole bunch of people on this call, uh, uh, Jeffrey Tubin was apparently playing the courts. Oh, that makes sense because the courts are currently fucking jerking off right now. Yeah, that makes total sense. I get it now. I got it. Two sources described a juncture in the election simulation where there's a strategy session. At this point, Tubin was on a second video call. Oh, yeah. He lowered the camera. People on the call so that they could see Tubin touching his penis. I Oops. think that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's just him playing his role of the courts getting fucked over, literally. Oh, yeah. he was. It's all a metaphor, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. What's the problem? This is accurate. This is reality, people. Look. When when you do a presentation, you need props, right? You need like a you need like a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> maybe a penis. I, who am I to judge? I don't know. Yeah, he uh, Jeff Tubin has asked for time off while he deals with a personal issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're suspending you for jerking off on the Zoom call. Uh, I'd like to take my vacation now. So. <laughs> shoes i've got to deal with my favorite was like uh the the outrage of on the right that came out after this they're like ah oh, you see liberals you're you're so ter- you're just like us you're so terrible except we're not gonna fucking elect this guy to an office yeah yeah remember this, that this isn't a roy moore situation where we're like hey uh what's uh he's okay this guy's fucked he's out of here he's gone so we all wish Jeffrey Tubin well uh, dealing with his issues. Yeah, I mean, jerk off, dude. Like, but just keep it to yourself. You gotta keep the lid up on your laptop. Yeah, all right? camera so- on the face. On the 
unless the face gets involved, in which case, maybe turn your camera off, you know? Mute the video. Yeah, that's a good call. Mute everything. Just sake. get off the goddamn call. Just... <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, speaking yeah. of masturbating with crucifixes, yes. Our movie today, our Halloween review. Matt, this is a tradition I think that uh, goes back all the way to uh, the aughts, ancient times. Yes. We're going to review The Exorcist. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. You remember Wait. The Exorcist, Matt? I remember seeing this in theaters. I was one year old. Uh, I. Did not see it in theaters. I mean, I was four years old. But I think I... I try to remember where I... I think I saw it in the 80s. And at the time, I was very scared. It was very scary. This is really funny because I think I saw it in the late 80s, too. So I was in my, like, late teens, maybe. And I did not find it scary at all. What? I've been so conditioned by uh, years of Mormon indoctrination... That I just didn't buy it. That oh, real religion, right? Yeah, like, it's a bunch <laughs> of fake bullshit, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's never been on my list of like best horror movies. I just kind of found it boring. How now? How did you find it upon your rewatch recently? Which we even worse, even worse, even worse. The direction was good, and I yeah. like the fact that the story was kind of well written. It was an interesting. Uh, insight into the medical community in the seventies. Oh my god, the 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 filmmaking just just from a uh, like a cinematography and a directing perspective and a, and okay, little background here. We were thinking it was my suggestion was that we review this movie and we might even talk about it later called Without Warning, which is a terrible nineteen eighties movie. And I watched it and it was it was almost too dumb to review, but you know we'll probably still do it. So then we so decided. I, I countered with one of the most universally acclaimed horror movies of right. all time. So Chuck goes with The Exorcist, and I'm like, I like it, great idea. And I watched, I watched it after Without Warning, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I kind of thought Without Warning wasn't that bad until I watched The Exorcist, which is they're pretty close in time, right? They're just like seven years apart. I mean, it's the, it's the goddamn Godfather compared to Without Warning. I was like, oh, this is filmmaking. That's right. This isn't just somebody wandering around the woods with a camera. Like, this is somebody who, like, put shots together and, like, had storyboards and adjusted the light, you know, shit like that. And had yeah. had actors with skills and talents, and, you know, yeah. and good dialogue. And- I watched it in the reverse order, and I was like, God, <laughs> this is not a scary movie at all. And then I thought, oh, my God, I, I, Matt, what did I ever do to deserve this shit? What now, did I ever do to you to deserve you recommending without one? <laughs> Hold on, we'll talk about that later. But the Exorcist, like rewatching it, I didn't find I didn't find it to be a scary movie, like at all. More like just kind of interesting. More like a time capsule from the seventies. You know what I mean? Like just giving yeah. us a glimpse of the past. It was. I think that's what like sucked me into it the most. Because if you were alive back then, you might remember how. Satanism and things like this were, were kind of a thing for a while. And it was, it was funny to see this. And this was one of the things that kind of kicked it off too, I believe. But it, it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff like in pop culture that goes back to this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. You watch a movie like that. You're like, you're like, it seems derivative until you remember that like this is what started it, you know? Right. Right. 
what I liked was that it started out, Matt, and you, you could tell it started out in the Middle East because it was yellow. Yes, so, <laughs> like a washed-out sepia. <laughs> yeah. If I go over the Middle East and I find it's got like any colors other than yellow, I'm going to be serious. I've been lied to all my fucking life. Right, and if I'm walking around over there and I don't hear like, <laughs> in the background, I'm going to be yeah. severely disappointed. Total fraud. <laughs> Total fucking fraud. Matt, And as an anthropology expert, I wanted to get your opinion on the first oh, sure. few minutes of this film. Yeah. Because uh, they're walking around, they're doing some sort of anthropological dig. I was wondering, is this how they do it? They just take picks and hire a bunch of local people, and they're just smashing everything with these oh, picks. yeah, yeah. Big tools, uh, brute strength, <laughs> just chopping, just chopping into that shit. Just bam, bam, bam. This little kid comes, he's like, hey, we well, found something. There are a little smash piece. I'm like, no shit! <laughs> Chuck, the whole figure did just smashing everything. That's why we always find pottery shards. Uh, that's right. The they're all intact when they're buried. <laughs> they all come intact. You gotta. It's like an egg. You gotta break them to pieces to find out what happened. <laughs> what they're made of. <laughs> I do like the part in the beginning where he wanders off by himself, and he he actually f- comes across um. It's a statue of Pazuzu, and it's got a big ass penis. And he just stares at it with longing in his eyes for a while. I may have misread that scene, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> no, because it um, it like fades into this other scene where this other priest is walking in the subway station. And some homeless dude says, Father, can you help an old altar boy? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and he's like, look, I, I, I gave it the office. I- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think I've helped enough altar boys in my time. You know what's funny is that um, the the Exorcist is played by Max von Sydow, and um, I I did not realize they aged him for his role in this. He's only like forty four or something like that, and I was like, God damn, Max von Sydow's been old forever. Like, yeah, seriously. It was like, oh, they they put shit on his face without makeup because you could tell he that like powdered his uh, hair and shit, but his his hands looked really wrinkly. Yeah, and, and his face, too, but it's that kind of, yeah. like, um, I don't know what it's called in, in like, Hollywood makeup, but it, it's, it's like, freaking latex or some shit that they put on there to make it all wrinkly looking, but, but he's, he's oddly barely in the movie. He's in the beginning and, like, the end, really. Yeah. And then he, oh, spoiler alert! You know, then he dies, so... Oh, yeah. As soon as you saw him, like, take out, like, a little heart pill at the beginning of the movie. Right. I, I assume that's what that it was. It's like a little tin with little white pills. And you're always like, oh, must be. What are those pills? Uh, nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin. What does that do, anyway? Dilates the veins, so relaxes the veins of the heart so that uh, it's not as constricted and it's easier to get oxygen through. And hopefully, if there's a clot in there, it kind of loosens it up, breaks it up. I, I do have one prop to give this movie is that when he took his pill, he took one pill. And I, you always see in movies a lot where like somebody pulls out their heart medication and they pop the cap with one thumb and they guzzle some pills down. They just like throw it back like, and then they just chew them up dry like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, if one pill works, the whole <laughs> bottle's got to be better. Right. I think, too, they had, must have had some medical expert on the show because he puts it underneath his tongue, too. Oh, he does. Ooh, accurate. Yeah. See? This is a good movie. Not bad. 
Um, they uh, cut to the priest in the bar, uh, so he goes and gets a glass of beer and um, flagrantly violates the word of wisdom. He's not Mormon. Wait, he's fucking Catholics know anything? I don't know anything. I mean, I only went to Catholic church for until I was like eight, I think. Oh yeah, we skipped the fact that he went home uh, to take care of his elderly mother, right? It's very important because she shows up later. Yeah, she's like, uh, she can't take care of herself, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's telling his uh, priest boss, he's like, I want a reassignment. And the boss tells him, you're the best we've got. Fuck. <laughs> 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 At what? Am <laughs> I watching a fucking cop movie? What the fuck is this shit? Like, Eddie Jagoff can't do his job. Fuck. <laughs> How can you tell how good a priest is? The only no. reason you reassign a priest is that they've hit their molestation course. Right. And somewhere else. You're the best. We no one molests young boys like you do. <laughs> we can't afford to let you go now. <laughs> oh, the most fucking ridiculous scene in the movie. Um, did you see that? Uh, so, uh, mom catches uh, Linda Blair, the kid, on a Ouija board. Oh yes. <laughs> I have a Ouija board. Okay, wait. S- small aside. Why is it Ouija and not Ouija? That's probably Ouija. I just, my parents always called it Ouija. Everybody calls it Ouija. Yeah, we were never allowed to use one in the house, so I probably never learned to pronounce it correctly. So she's playing the, the Ouija board with someone called Captain Howdy, and I thought immediately, I'm like, oh my God, that demon's a Republican. For sure. <laughs> Captain Howdy America go first, so... That is 100 fucking percent of a Republican demon. Totally. Um, I got a little... I missed something, okay? So, is the Ouija board how the demon got into her? I think that was the gateway, yes. Okay, because because I'm watching the movie, and maybe I nodded off or something, but it went from, like, she's a normal kid, they had the... I think she had an imaginary friend, right? That was Captain Howdy. To... Yes. Suddenly exhibiting the signs of, I mean, uh, not exhibiting signs of possession, but like her mother's like starts to take it her doctors and she's like, the doctor's like, how do you feel? He's like, fuck you. You know, it's like, whoa, like what happened to this yeah. kid? I, I missed something in there. So like maybe so it was- what, what you missed, what, because she took her to the doctor, right? Right after. So there's a, that, that initial Ouija board scene where she's like, let's play the Ouija board together. And they go to put both their hands, and the little planchette moves underneath to uh, Linda Blair's hand. Oh. And the mom's like, she's like, hey, you did that. <laughs> what? How the fuck did she do that? So she took her to the doctor, and she said, listen, um, because she crawled into the bed, right? I can't sleep with my bed shaking. And so she takes her to the doctor. Like, why don't you go get a fucking carpenter and nail the goddamn bed to the floor? <laughs> Was it really cheap to see doctors in the 70s? Oh, Chuck, we had a universal health care back then. It was awesome. <laughs> Those were the days, my friend. So good. Oh, my God. Uh, so, of course, because she's... Oh, a- also, sorry, also her mom in the movie. She's totally rich, right? Isn't she, like, yeah. an actress or something? An actress, yeah. Oh, yes. She's an actress playing an actress in a movie. Blew my mind. Some Inception type shit. So, um... She takes you to the doctor, and because she's a woman, she immediately gets diagnosed with a disorder of the nerves. Right. Uh, yeah. Might as well just call it hysteria. 
<laughs> exactly. You crazy bitch. I noticed. I noticed they gave her Ritalin. I'm like, holy shit, that oh, was around in the seventies. I did too. Yeah, I saw that, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I thought that was an eighties thing. Like, oh god, how long has Ritalin been around? Apparently, since seventy three. He also mentions that this girl. I think her name is Reagan. Is that right, Reagan? Yeah, Reagan. Right, so it says Reagan. Reagan may be having uh, an overreaction to depression, to which the mother replies, my daughter isn't depressed. And see, when patients tell me this, Matt, my reply is always, well, she does have you for a mother. And that's case cold. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, here, fork over the pills. <laughs> she does have you for, what kind of a doctor are you, Chuck? <laughs> They're always like, good point, point taken. That's right. Matt, my press gainy scores are not very good. What are those? Oh, my God. The doctors in the audience are all rolling over hysterically right now. <laughs> oh, doctors. It's like when I tell pilot jokes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those, uh, that's like patient feedback on what they think of the doctor. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background on exorcism. And this is just a Catholic Christianity exorcism. There's a, there's tradition of exodus, exorcism or or... I guess what you could technically describe as exorcism in many different religions, but um, the Catholic exorcism comes from the Greek word, uh, which is way cooler, exorcismos, which I'm probably saying wrong, but uh, much better. Yes, uh, which means to administer an oath, and uh, it wasn't always just a uh, kind of violent demon possessed, you know, affair like they show in The Exorcist. Uh, Sometimes there were minor and major exorcisms or, or uh, lesser and greater. Matter of fact, when I was reading about this, it kind of reminded me of, uh, of uh, D&D, of Dungeons and Dragons, but like lesser demons and greater demons. I guess that shit's all the same. It's all made up and fake. So why not? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Catholics used to exercise babies when they gave them um, I just, I just blanked out when they gave them that thing when they sprinkle water on their face when they're born and they're like, "Here." You mean the baptism? Not the baptism. The what's that thing called? The Catholics. Everybody's going nuts right now <laughs> because I can't. Uh, christening. That's the shit. Yes. Yeah. When they christen them. I mean, the the baptism itself is the sprinkling water, right? The christening. What is the fucking christening when they name them? Like when you christen a ship. They break a bottle of this baby. Smash! Smash! They give it a little bit of an exorcist-like prayer in case, you know, get any oh. demons out of the baby. It was, it's not like they think they're casting them out, but they're just like, it's like just cleansing the baby. But during the, um, and I don't really know how to pronounce this. Maybe you do. Is it the Vatican II or the second um, meeting of the Vatican back in 1969? Oh, God, you're asking the wrong person. The Second Ecumenical Council? I don't know. They, sure, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They they stopped doing that. They're like, they're like, okay, we don't need to do an exorcism right to cleanse babies of evil. We'll just throw some water on them. Everybody has a you know, party and go home. Whoa, whoa. Did what? babies stop coming out of vaginas? Come on. I don't know, but they're cleansed of evil. So If they came out of a penis, they'd be cleansed. But they're coming out of a dirty vagina. Chuck, do not besmirch vaginas 
around this show. <laughs> here, <laughs> cleanse that baby from the uh, birth canal, man. We hear irreligiosity. We love vaginas, especially if they're attached to a cow. Oh, oh, hey, oh! It's like that thing we talked about earlier. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Exorcism took many forms. Not just so you you see a movie like that, Exorcist, and and in that movie. They're portraying it as a full-on demonic possession. It, it's speaking to the person. It's shaking the room. It's tossing stuff around. It's killing people. You know, uh, there are also minor exorcisms where, um, of course, these people um, were all most likely, perhaps, you know, schizophrenic or mentally disturbed, or they had an illness or something, and they didn't go to a full-blown. Any priest they could call, any Catholic priest could perform. Uh, a minor exorcism. The major ones they did usually try to assign to people uh, with a certain experience or a certain uh, amount of years in the church. I don't know how the church is organized. Fucking priest, cardinal, bishop, fucking pope, big hat, whatever it is. But um, I, I just lost my place because I started thinking about big hats. I was like, it's like that's the best big hat they could come up with for the pope. Any, like just that's the big hat. Priest. <laughs> Any Catholic priest had the power to exercise, but now it became a specialty? Is that what you're talking about? You needed a bigger hat to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Pope's got the bigger hat. You know, people suspected uh, Pope Francis actually performed a public exorcism because he blessed someone in public, and he whispered, and he said something like, and they were like, what did he just say? I think he just fucking exercised that guy. But it was probably just some cheap-ass bear or something like that. It's all fake anyway. Who cares? Um, <laughs> oh, man. That's real. No, that's yeah. Well, I guess Pope Francis, he's our guy, right? We love that guy. He thinks uh, gays should have civil unions. It's very, it's very twenty years ago. Good job. He's modernizing the church. <laughs> he's modern, yeah, just like every church. He's bringing up into the, into the <laughs> modern. What do you call it? Current times, like twenty years yep. behind. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean. I guess I should I be happy? I don't know. In twenty years, does that mean they'll he'll find whoever the Pope is at that time, they'll be like, gay marriage is okay. In twenty forty one, twenty forty? What year is this? I don't even know anymore. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. The well, elections are like a week. I'm freaking out, man. At that time the Supreme Court will have re adjudicated a Bergefell and gay marriage will be illegal again. So he'll be like very progressive. Oh, he'll be so progressive. Anyway, exorcisms are bullshit. If my was that was that was my whole point. So, um, but back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of shit keeps happening. So she takes her to the doctor. They gave her a shot, but what kind of shot do you give someone for a shaky bed? I don't. Yeah, uh, what did they give her? I mean, I'm assuming they just give her like Valium or some shit, you know? Oh, okay. There's a scene in the movie. This this is probably the scene that freaked me out the most. It was um. They go in to do a. Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna know what this is. It's when they want to look at the veins in her head. What's it called? It's cerebral angiography. That's it. Yeah. And I had to look it up because you know I fucking did residency in the '90s, right? This is some serious '70s shit. They um, they would uh, insert like this radio contrast into the uh, carotid, kind of like directly. Injected into the carotid right. artery. Right. This was the so, freakiest scene in the whole movie. This was way scarier 
Then all the scary shit. It's like like they have her tied down to the bed, and they shove this thing about the size of a like a freaking. It looks like a turkey baster in her neck, right? And, and then yeah. hook up a machine, yeah. and it starts going like. And you're just like, yeah. holy shit! Like there's blood everywhere, and the girls. She's not happy. I mean, honestly, who would be? So even worse, Matt, was the later one where they took her back and they did another test. It's called a pneumoencephalogram, uh, which I also had to look up. What they do is they drain the fucking cerebrospinal fluid and replace it with air. What? So you can see the outlines better on x-ray. <laughs> Holy fucking don't, shit. Don't you need that? <laughs> All this... It's been replaced by, like, CT angio, okay. right, or CT scan, CT angio. Um, but uh, pa- patients had massive complications, like terrible headaches and all that. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You're draining all the cerebral spinal fluid out. Drain God damn. Drain. It's so funny. I was watching this part, and I, all I could think of was uh, Star Trek Four. You know, everything comes yeah. back to Star Trek. Like, what, is, what does Bones say <laughs> to the woman getting dialysis? Goddamn God Middle Ages! <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" They're sticking shit in our neck and then watching it on TV. They're just like, "Oh, that yeah, that was freaky." That was like watching somebody like drill a hole into someone's head. You know, it's like we yeah. gotta <laughs> to let the evil spirits out, which they used to do <laughs> before they exactly. went into the artery. All right, um, the least realistic medical thing that occurred was they called the doc at the hospital, right? And he uh, says, hey, you got anything uh, to do? And the other doc goes, no, no problem. And so they go and drive over to uh, this kid's house. I'm like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Bullshit. That shit never happened. Not a chance. You're forgetting she is extremely rich, the mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right, you're right. I take it back. That's also why when whenever you have the least problem with your child, <laughs> the rich don't deal with it or figure out what's going on. They just go to the doctor. Yeah. So we don't go to the doctor because that's expensive. <laughs> so Reagan is like fucking flying around on the bed, right? This bed is like jumping up and down. And then she develops this massive goiter in her neck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Why is your thyroid overacting? Uh, well, she, I love, uh, yeah, go ahead. I just love the fact that there was a point where the the father Father Karras, who's who's the principal investigator at first, right, sees this shit. But when he goes back to talk to the cardinal, I don't know. The guy's like, is you know, he's like basically just asks him, you know, is this some real shit? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, are uh, you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? The bed was moving. Her, her 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 throat popped up. Her shirt popped up, and on her on her belly in raised letters was you know what what was it? Uh, help me, help me, help me. But I'm not convinced me. because she couldn't tell the difference between real and fake holy water. So I'm gonna have to roll this one out, right? Folks, uh, <laughs> fuck. Judges, it was just tap water. <laughs> 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 so um, <laughs> at this point. Flopping around the bed, the doc's trying to uh, restrain her, and she slaps the doctor across the face, which, frankly, has been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. He really needed that. Yeah, that needed to happen. So, after ruling out drugs, they're like, do you have any drugs at home? Oh, dear me, no. I don't and uh, they had multiple normal tests. 
Doc decides to abandon conventional medicine and go straight to the big guns, psychiatry. <laughs> so right around the hour mark, Reagan comes spider crawling down the stairs upside down. <gasps> Do you want to know an interesting thing about that scene? Yeah. So that is a real scene, as in it's not animatronic or it's not like stop motion or something like that. That was a, um, what do you call it? A person that's uh, super flexible and can like bend themselves over and stuff like that. Um, Sex worker? No! Oh. I mean, maybe. But, <laughs> no, no, um, um, a contortionist. So gotcha. they they suspended her gently so that, so just to take the weight off her so she could go down the stairs. But she walked down those stairs like that herself. So when I saw that scene, I was like, I was like, oh, God damn, like that, <laughs> that person, that's one of those people that can like bend themselves backwards, you know. I um, sort of busted out laughing at that scene. And at this point, I was like, is this a goddamn comedy? Because that shit is hilarious. I rewound that four or five times. Chuck, back in the 70s, that was freaky, right? That's oh. super freaky. I mean, I just assumed they had someone on, like, cables or something, and they were just moving their feet and their hands well, backwards. They did, they did have her on cables, but that's because she was going downstairs, and they wanted, to, they wanted to hold, like, just to take the weight off her. Because she could walk around like that on, like, flat ground. But, like, to go downstairs would have been pretty difficult, even for a contortionist, right? So they put her on a thin wire just to support her weight so she could crawl down the stairs. Gotcha. Yes. Well, regardless, it's a, a very funny effect. I think it may have won an Academy Award for hilarity in a horror movie. <laughs> See, the part that made me laugh the most was the uh, the demon's voice as it came out of Reagan. Like some old smoking lady. <laughs> it is so funny you say that because the actress who did the voice of the demon, her name was Mercedes McCambridge. So she had... <laughs> It's the 70s. She had some issues. She was an alcoholic. To do the voice, she would, she said she swallowed, uh, raw eggs. She would chain smoke and then she would get drunk. Even though that, even that was a big problem for her. But she was, she told him, like, I have to do this to get the, you know, to get the right voice. And when I, the problem is I read that, I read about that before I watched the movie. <laughs> so when I'm watching the movie, and she's just like, oh, father, like, why don't you come over here and fuck me with your crucifix and eat my pussy out? And I'm just like, that's just like an old lady at the bar. Like, I think I've ran into her before. Like, <laughs> I took that lady home last Friday. <laughs> oh, but, but so she also, because she was trying to be sober. She said she was giving up sobriety. So when she would record the lines, she had her own priest uh, present with her to record the lines. Uh, and she, and they would and she asked them for them to tie her up as well, um, not tie her up completely, like to restrain her for any reason, but just to give her this like method acting, right? Just to give her like a realistic, I don't know, situation. So it sounds like she's struggling, like the demon is struggling for control inside Reagan or something, but. I just thought that was hilarious that, like, the voice of the demon is really just <laughs> like an old alcoholic lady at the end of the bar, you know? So, so they, um, they get the psychiatrist 
who, being the uh, paragon of hard medical science that he is, immediately fucking hypnotizes Reagan. He goes, hey, you're very sleepy, and hypnotizes her. I, lo- I love that in those old movies, how they just go, and you're hypnotized in three, two, <laughs> one. And uh, he asked to speak to Captain Howdy, uh, who apparently immediately farts because there's an, oh, my God, oh, this terrible stench. Oh, shit. I, I'm assuming it's brimstone, but it was never made clear in the movie. Right. I mean, That's he says, stench. can I speak to Captain? I'm like, Pfft. yeah, hey, it's Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. So there's a, uh, a terrible stench. And Captain Howdy grabs the psychiatrist's dick, which again is frankly overdue. I thought at this point I'm rooting for the demon. I'm like, yes, grab that dick, go for it. Oh man, I found it disturbing, uh, but <laughs> not the fart, but uh, just the <laughs> the 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 girl and the crucifixion. There's crucifixion masturbation in this movie, so yeah. yeah. It's not not as much as the novel, apparently the novel that the movie is based upon. But but I think I think that's why it was so shocking in the seventies is that you had you know a child in a movie going like fuck me, fuck me, right the cat father, you know, and you're just like holy crap. Like, yeah, she's like pounding that crucifix between her legs. And yeah, she says, fuck you. That which is probably a phrase she heard from a passing priest. Right? Yes. I mean. Yeah. That's probably one of the most realistic things about them. Right. She's like, oh, you're a priest. I know what you do. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to you, buddy. Also, I did like I did like the fact that she went to like a whole group of doctors and they're like, shit, we don't know what's going on. Um, but, you know, if she thinks she's possessed, why don't you try to get someone to exercise her, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the doctors. The doctor meeting, right? <laughs> Around the table. Who's like, well... <laughs> What if we... she believes she's possessed, maybe she'll believe she's exercised. It's it's genius when you think about it. Genius, those doctors. <laughs> Resorting to, oh, I'll just go for the supernatural uh, cure here. Uh, and, of course, that's when they decide to call in the expert in this situation, who, for some reason, is Max von Sydow, who's been... I don't know what he was doing in the Middle East, just excavating stuff. Or he's always looking yeah, very worried. <laughs> Did you see about when Reagan turned her head like 180 degrees around? Yeah. Like, do you know what she did, your cunting daughter? And I'm like, what does cunting mean? Right. I don't think you can use that in that. <laughs> you can't conjugate <laughs> the word cunt. A it's, verb. It's a well, yeah, it's a noun, right? Yeah. A noun? Does that mean? It's using it as an adjective. I don't know. This movie confuses me, Matt. Father Karras, of course, is skeptical because he's not only a priest, he's a psychiatrist. The Jesuits sent him yeah. to a medical school to become a psychiatrist. So uh, he says he's never heard of a single priest ever performing an exorcism, which I found strange because Ouija boards have been around since uh, 1890, right? So... Oh, that's right. Shouldn't there be a... They're really popular in the 20s. Shouldn't there have been like a rash of fucking exorcism in the 20s when it hit its peak popularity? There probably was. We just don't know about it because all history yeah. is lost from that time. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in to talk to Reagan and, and she just fucking vomits like pea soup on him. Oh, ah! that, was a, that was a funny scene because apparently um, 
Apparently, it was supposed to hit him in the chest, but it hit him in the face. So right in the face, yeah. Right in the face. Um, oh, and the other thing I read about this is that um, Linda Blair got really sick of fucking pea soup, and after a while, it started making her vomit for real. <laughs> But uh, Max, yeah, von Sydow, the, Max von Sydow was the like the coolest cat in the movie. She like when he shows up, he kneels by the bed and she says something and goes like "bah" and like vomits on his face, right on his glasses. He just kind of takes him off slowly and wipes him with his what's that fucking uh, what's that purple thing priests hang around their neck? That cloth. That, yeah, know, some sort of scarf or something. Yeah, just wipes it off and then he gives it to Karis. He's like, hey, "Go wash this shit off, you know, for me." Yeah. Like, he was just mildly irritated yeah. by it. <sighs> All right, just wipe the vomit Completely off. standard in a normal <laughs> exorcism is to get vomited upon the face. Yes, I just, that's why I wear this scarf upon my neck. Yeah, this is when it's really good. Like, the fucking whole bed levitates off the ground. I guess Satan can only do this, like, once every hundred years, and then he just gets tuckered out. Oh, I can only do one big possession every hundred years. That's why you never hear about him. He did. You know what's funny is she does say that she is Satan at one point, but I think, you know, that's just dream, demon dreaming, you know? Uh, just, she says she's the devil, but remember, devil. demons lie. That's it's true. That is true. Uh, ceilings crack, doors bulge, ivy bottles shatter. Right. It's like serious shit. Yeah. Uh, Reagan's head turns all the way around. I thought that was awesome. That was some good little special effects. They yeah, had a model cool. head of hers and they just turned it all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, she, hold on. If if yeah. if you're possessed and you demon turned your head all the way around, I mean, come on. That's gotta kill you. You can't just... That is where I lost my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> that I draw on the line. That's where I was like... All this other magical nope. shit was okay, but the anatomy of that, absolutely impossible. And if that happened in real life, I'd be like, aha, I caught you. You screwed up, demon. <laughs> You've become unbelievable at this point. <laughs> now you're bleeding internally. All your nerves are severed. The right. fucking spinal cord. Nice job, idiot. Also, I mean, I can believe the demon still animates the corpse, but the person's dead. It's like, so I don't even have to deal with it anymore. What's the point exactly. of exorcism? I'm done. I'm done. Because you'd exercise the demon. And then you'd be like, oh, it's a corpse. That's, <laughs> oh, that's right. He twisted her head around 360 degrees. That has permanent lasting yeah. effects. That was two days ago. Ah, oh, God damn it. Yeah, so at this point, they're like, they repeat, like, the power of Christ compels you, which, fine. I mean, if it really does, why do you have to repeat it, like, 50 times? Oh, that's like wrong. 10 fucking straight minutes of that shit. It's so funny because, I mean, that's probably the... Besides the head spinning and the vomit, that's probably the lasting, that's probably the most significant effect of this movie in pop culture is that screaming of the power of Christ compels you, right? I mean, how many movies have you seen that in? Even as a joke, right? Yep. And it, it just, they just, those actors had to scream that like 18 times. It was so weird. It's, It's like 10 straight minutes of the power of Christ failing to compel anyone to do anything. Right. Just keep repeating it, dumb shits. Oh, and then Father Caress takes a break and comes back, and the other guy's dead. 
Yeah, what? did you see the Pazuzu statue appear in the room, though? Yes. Like, it was just a flash, right? Like, it kind of yeah. popped up, and they're like, ah, penis, is what they said. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, I think he um, he had to go into the bathroom. He had took a little break and put some more pills in. Then he went back and uh, uh, died. I'm sure it was just hard. I'm sure it wasn't anything supernatural. That Pazuzu statue is po- pretty awesome because it has like this giant ass penis. If that's a real thing, it's for sure a fertility statue. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's gotta be for ritual purposes. I'm sure. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an anthropology joke. Leela gets it. Hey. Leela. <laughs> uh yeah, the old dude dies. Father Karras gets mad and he punches. He like hauls the kid off the bed and punches her. Oh and yeah. I'm like, not just punches her, he beats the shit out of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like many times. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's and like goes, you're supposed to save that person. She's already had her head turned 100 degrees, you know, 360 degrees around her. Body. Although that, now that, you're just is, the shit out that is part of, um, I didn't get into that earlier because I got super sidetracked, forgot what I was talking about. But that is part of like the history of exorcism is that like, the different ways of exorcisms is like you can try praying or you could, you know, you could say a prayer or an invocation. You can also, uh, try to lure the demon out with promises or whatever. And then the other way, and this was like the least used way. And unfortunately it was apparently it was mostly used on women and children, of course. But, um, the, the, the way that Father Karras was doing at the moment was that you try to make the host so uncomfortable that the demon leaves of their own cord. And how do you make them uncomfortable? Well, you torture the shit out of them, right? And, oh, yeah. And this used to happen. And like I said, mostly would happen to women and children. And that's where the most fatalities would happen during an exorcism like that. And you know, you know, all of these people just had some, they had a, like a mental problem or a, or a, they had a medical issue, right? <laughs> We're fucking yep. possessed. God yeah, damn, um, middle ages. It's a uh, recognized treatment in, in possession and exorcism. Yeah. Just beat the living <laughs> shit, out, shit of out of them. Also, this is not related, but I just saw this on TV. What What is with the uh, smashing someone's chest when someone's, like, having a heart attack? Where they just go, they don't do CPR. They just, like, go, bam! They're just, like, smashing on their chest. Like with their fist up in the air, and they go bam. Is is that medical school? Oh, that, that seems that weird. Is that is called a precordial thump, right? So you're supposed to hit the uh, sternum that's lying right above the heart. Uh, oh, it's a fist. real thing. It, it is. Um, I thought it was just like super dramatized crap they did in movies. Live, damn you! Bam. It's one of those things that I don't think we have really good evidence for. I think it's only good if you've witnessed someone like fall because you can maybe impart enough kinetic energy to restart the heart, right? Get those electrical systems going. But I don't think we have any real evidence. It's sort of try it. Uh, if you don't have a defibrillator, give it a shot because <laughs> give it a shot. you can't hurt them, right? They're already dead. That's true. So They're going to die anyway. Right? Precordial thump. If you've got a defibrillator handy, don't even mess around with that shit. Just, just shock them. Oh, no, no. Folks, you heard it here. Next time you see somebody fall down, beat the shit out of them. Well, they're probably possessed, which means you, you just punch them in the face. Save a life. <laughs> you need to punch them in the face multiple times. Yes. He punches her in the face, 
and that somehow transfers the demon into him. Yeah. Right? Well, he says, he goes, take me. Oh, that's right. Take me. Take me. And so the the devil does. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, why? I I remember that part. He's like, take (laughs) me. Why? What have you got? He's a psychiatrist, man. His soul's ten times as valuable as this little kid. Oh, he is a priest. But then he totally, it, it was, he got him. Father Karras won. He jumps out the window. Hurls yeah, himself to his death. Takes the demon, the demon with him. I don't know why the demon couldn't just zip right back into that girl, but uh, he won. Chuck, yeah. if you kill yourself while you're possessed, you <laughs> and the demon go on a date for eternity. <laughs> They can only shift uh, beings once. They can't go back again. That's right. And then uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Then the girl's okay. She's all happy. And no scars, even though her face was like severely swollen and split up and stuff. Yeah, from the guy punching her. Yeah. And uh, they move away. I think that's it. That's what you do at the end of a horror movie, right? You drive off and everything's okay. Yeah, there was some Columbo-type detective uh, oh. in and out of the whole movie. Yeah. It was so fucking stupid. That was like, yeah, some shoehorned inside story. Because they're having these dinner parties early in the movie, and you had this one guy. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Is he supposed to be a, like a director? Like he's in the movie business? He's like the producer director of the movie that this lady's in. Yeah, right? but he spends most of the dinner parties... Like like yelling Nazi shit at at the butler, <laughs> which is he's Swiss, right? <laughs> Swiss, which I'm is, not German. I'm Swiss. <laughs> and then that guy, he's the one. He's the one that gets the uh, detective into the case, right? Because he gets thrown out. Like she throws him out a window or some shit. Yeah, but what was really strange is that they found him dead at the bottom of a bunch of stairs, right out of the window. But his head was turned all the way around. Oh, my God. Which could happen from the fall, but far more likely due to a, you know, demon. Yes. One of those, it's one of those things where they go like, wait. (laughs) Nobody saw that because I just did that with my hands. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Really good for radio, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, like the detective suspicious of a demon or some shit like that. Uh, he was talking to priests. Oh, he's suspicious of some like occult connection or something. Yeah. Uh, but, oh. They could have skipped that whole part. Yeah, and then at the end, yeah, they could have cut it out, but they kept it at the end where he walks off with, uh, was it Father O'Malley, who is a real priest that was in the movie. Not who was Father O'Malley? He was the one at the end that the detective walks off with. Where basically he's like, hey, father, which is also that's he's really weird. He goes, he's like, he's like, ah, you know, everybody's dead and I can't figure anything out because who am I? Just some sort of detective. And I will just forget the whole thing. Anyway, yeah, you want to go see a movie? (laughs) (laughs) And the guy's like, I mean, I've seen it. I saw it. All right, let's go get a drink. And they walk off. and That's the end of the movie. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've invited priests to go see a movie with me. It just seems like the normal thing to do. Chuck, I can't tell you how many times I've been investigating a murder in my <laughs> duties as a New York City, or sorry, Georgetown police detective, and I'm like, hey, priest, let's go see a movie. And now at the end of the movie, he's got two murders to investigate because a priest flies out of the right. window the same fucking way, falls down and dies to the end of the steps. 
And the guy's like, ah, case closed. <laughs> well, that, that just about wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll leave now. Chuck, you'll be happy to know that since the year 1999, the Catholic Church does take into account possible mental illness or other behavioral issues when investigating exorcisms. Well, they've been doing that for the past 20 fucking years. Good job, Catholic <laughs> Church. Fucking oh. Chuck, I give this movie 3.5 vomits on your face. Uh, wow, that's out of out of how many face vomits? Are oh, uh, 14. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'll agree. <laughs> I, I, like I said, the cinematography was good. The direction was good. I thought the uh, the acting, the writing, fairly good. Yeah, yeah. But the, well made movie. Uh. Yeah. In the uh, entire annals of horror movies, I, I rank this one pretty low. Just really? above. Just above without warning. You don't look at this as like a a sort of um, I wouldn't say a, a, the Godfather of the family. Like like a Nosferatu or something would be, but but like a respected elder of the horror genre. Matt, I f- the, the what I find so ridiculously unbelievable about this entire movie, and it really ruins the whole movie for me, is that a priest can be a good guy in any way, shape, or form. Oh. There's no way <laughs> priests are heroes. I don't buy it. Especially in the seventies. In this age. Come on. Come on. Don't buy that at all. All right, that's all we got. It's our final episode of Virula Josphy. We will not be back ever again. Nope. Final episode. I mean, Uh, sign up for our Patreon. Oh, yeah. And OnlyFans. If you want to get those sweet pictures, those sweet ass pictures. Yeah. Sign up for our OnlyFans and Patreon account. But unfortunately, I think all the people who signed up for Patreon, uh, those are the only people who are listening anyway. Tell your friends to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, tell your friends. Fuck a cow. And OnlyFans slash Matt Wakefield XXX. (laughs) Slash butt cheek tattoo hyper score colon. Not taint. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay, now I recommended without warning as a. By the way, this is an extra segment just for our Patreon listeners. That's right. So again, if you haven't paid, get the fuck out of here. Get, get out without warning. I so just to give you a backstory on this, when I was like ten years old. The movie Alien came out. The one with Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Henry Dean, Harry, Henry, Harry, Dean Stanton. Anyway, classic movie. Great movie, right? I was not allowed to go. My dad took my brothers, except for me, to go see it. And God damn it. Apparently I was pissed because he felt bad. 
So he later on just took me and me alone to see this movie called Without Warning, which ended up giving me nightmares when I was a kid. And later on, I watched Alien, and I'm like, what a fucking awesome movie. Why couldn't I have seen this movie? Without Warning gave you nightmares? Gave me nightmares. Remember, I was like 10 years old, right? And so the movie, just to like kind of make it short, is basically on some alien that lives in the woods, and he has these like jellyfish, starfish, frisbees with fangs that he throws <laughs> through the air. And like, you know, it's coming because it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and then people look around like, huh? Huh? And then it hits him in the <laughs> face and then it like digs in their face. They're like, ah! And I, I had dreams about this and I, I woke up one day and you, Chuck, there's a, there's a neurolog, a, a real neurological phenomena. Where like your dream bleeds over into your waking state a little bit. And I was dreaming about the guy and then I started waking up and I thought I saw him in my room and that was it for sleep <laughs> for that night. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the first fucking like 90% of this movie, I was convinced that those little uh, Frisbee things were the enemy. They were the bad, big bad guy. Right. So it turns out that it was um, some really tall literally 50s martian dude yeah yeah like so cheesy looking i swear um i swear that was the mask they used in star trek um yeah like like for that alien head and then it turns out it's not it's just like a what what episode was that was that the guy that drinks tranya or am i thinking of something else fucking anyway Uh, no i know exactly he was like that face was on the the end credits of every like the old yeah yeah it's that dude and which was funny. The actor in that that played the alien was Kevin Peter Hall, who later, you know, went on to be uh, the Predator, uh, the actor in the Predator outfit for the Predator, uh, which was also inspired by this movie. And I think I can't remember who it was directed by, but it was like the producers. It like it ended up like rolling down the line into the Predator. And like you told this to me earlier, like like this without morning movie is like a super low rent Predator movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. I thought, oh my god! Like at first, I thought it was like some. Because it starts out with this dude who's trying to bond with his son, but he's a real asshole. There, yeah. <laughs> he brings his so hippie thought, son like, out hunting, and he freaking <laughs> shoots like right over his head at some birds or some shit. Uh, like a fucking what a pussy. What a pansy his son is. Uh, and uh, I thought maybe it's sort of this commentary on hunting. Oh my god! So now these. The humans are being hunted. Yeah. And then at the end, it shows this tall dude throwing those little Frisbee pancake teeth things. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Ah. A little low-rent predator. Yeah. <laughs> Hangs the bodies in a little shed. Like, no budget. No budget predator. Predator, how predator would be with zero budget. Yeah. The, this movie was like, um, if, you t- if you wrote a paper like, basic horror movie tropes. And we'll just flesh out a screenplay from that. You know, you got the, you got the teenagers in the van going up to the lake in the mountains, stopping for gas with the weird old guy that is weird at him. And it's played by freaking Jack Pellets. Yeah. <laughs> you kids, you not going up to that lake, are you? Yeah, we're going up there. Okay. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? Jack Pellets. It's a bad idea. He has no normal acting setting. He varies between, like, uh, Ricardo Montalban and William Shatner. Yeah. So those are his two 
Like even in the like they go to get some gas and he comes out and he's like, What are you kids doing? Here? <laughs> We're right. for some gas. Fucking uh, it's a gas station. What do you want? <laughs> don't go to the lake. <laughs> like do they just fucking do they ride a a screenplay at oh. all, or are they just fucking making this up as it goes along? Oh, and the, and the best part is when they're in his little gas station, is like, there's all these animal heads in the walls, and the girl, did you kill all these? I only kill what I eat. And there's like, fucking Bobcat up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, not game animals at all. <laughs> a fucking bear. Oh, you ate the bear, did you? <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I killed every one of them. I like them. Yeah. I eat what I can. <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they go up there. Of course, like the alien kills half of them, and then like the the one guy and girl run around for a while, get chased by some crazy like <laughs> they shoehorned in that like Vietnam PS PTSD <laughs> story in yeah. there with some guy chasing around. He's like. You're the aliens. It tries to kill yeah. him. Like, put put the gun down, Sarge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta kill Charlie. Put the gun down. You're not in Vietnam anymore. I love that. He's like so one dimensional. His name is Sarge. Is that's it, Sarge? Hey, Sarge. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, made me yearn for the more subtle days of Rambo in the A Team. Yeah. Nuanced portrayals of the Vietnam. I love the point where Sarge freaking kills the only police officer that shows up in this whole murder yeah. spree. And everybody's just like, oh, you killed him. Well, I guess we'll just drink beer or something. Sure hope he lives, Sarge. Good one. Yeah. Kill the sheriff. Nobody's like, maybe we should get more cops here and <laughs> you should go downtown or whatever. Yeah, damn it. Better call the ambulance. <laughs> oh, t- great movie. Great. Fr- That's why I liked it. I was laughing half the time. It wasn't scary. Not anymore. I'm growing up now, Chuck. I'm not scared by mouth eating frisbee starfish. So, like, Oh, my God. We're finally down to uh, the final girl, right? Uh, this movie's almost over. Yep. Yeah, classic. She leaves the other teenager guy alone for a second. She comes back and, you know, her, his back is to her in the chair. She's like, yeah. hey, Johnny, or whatever his name is. You know, turns around, ah, starfish on his Are face. You speak? Yeah. I did like the scene where they had the, the starfish on the windshield and it's like scratching. The oh, yeah. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Like goes on for like 10 minutes and she's like, try the windshield. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's and he turns out, he's like, oh, yeah. That worked. That's a good idea. <laughs> just wiped it right off. Chuck, that's yeah. what, see, later on is that scene where, like, somebody's, like, like shaking the door, trying to get in the van, like, twisting the door handle. That's, yeah. it never fell off. It was the starfish. It was. <laughs> he was like, I'm just cold. I want to get inside the van. Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on? There are these uh, starfish things with teeth, and they're like, Look behind us, someone's trying to get in the van and the fucking door handles turn. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like moving up and down. What? Uh, I said, Lock. I guess it was the I was really tall dude, right? He was trying to get into the van. I mean, I guess that's what was going on, but that that's not his thing though. His thing is not that he walks up to people and kills them. Yeah. He hides in the background. 
trying to open the door and throw some more frisbees at him. Oh, did you also notice that one dude from F Troop was in it? God, that what's that guy's name? Um, hold on, hold on. We're gonna think of it. Larry Storch. Larry Storch was in this movie. I always thought of him as kind of a silly. Yeah, he was an F Troop. He was an F Troop. He was in Airport 1975. He died fast, though. He wasn't. Oh, what happened to those kids? He's leading a bunch of Boy Scouts around the woods, ends up getting killed by a starfish, and then the kids run off screaming. And yeah, the kids couldn't show the kids because um, that was an actual Boy Scout troop. Oh, the kids show. Did you see in the credits? It was like, thanks to Boy Scout Troop 84. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Well, they probably went off and like made a fire with two sticks, and they were fine. They all got lost. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, classic movie though. You end up with uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Charlton Heston. <laughs> but, Charlton Heston. Yeah, Charlton. He was in a totally Jack Palance and and the girl. I can't remember who that was, but um, they just. It's a great scene because uh, it's the first time you get to see the alien. That's uh, right. The, it's not the first. Film. It's actually no. it's not the first time you see him in the movie. No. The part with Larry Storch. So, like we said in the beginning of the movie, you had that, like, father and son that, that go off shooting and the son's a pansy and then they end up dying. And then he's walking around with the Boy Scouts and he sees, like, the the RV, the Winnebago, and he walks up. He's like, hello, hello. And here's something. And they turn around. And I had to rewind it to see this. Um, but you, the alien is in the bushes. He's just, oh. yeah, it's just, and he kind of turns and disappears. And, but, but the guy's like, huh, huh, what? Uh, don't say anything. But like I totally missed it the first time. Um, yeah, I thought that was just a shot of the bushes to show us nothing was. No, there. if you, if you like go back and really stare at it, you can. It's it's one of those things that's like that, super obvious what you know. That is not going to happen. Chuck, do it. It's so good. It's so good. I'm talking sixty Star Trek levels of <laughs> special effects here. All right. No, but but then, I can confidently say I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> you do see him, like that's when you really see him though later on, and he freaking I don't know rigs some dynamite up. It's it's a pretty stupid ending, but because he he just gets hit with a starfish in the leg or something, and he's like just blow it, and he just like yeah, sacrifices. That whole himself. thing was weird. He's like he's he's rigged the uh, the little shed where the hunter puts all of his food in there, I guess, and so all the humans are on hooks and shit. And he's like, okay, see this plunger? Uh, I'm going to go kill myself now. I'm going to kind of bring him closer to the shed. And he runs, and instead of tackling the guy and dragging him close to the shed, he's like, hey, follow me into the shed. <laughs> God. Come on. Oh. Fantastic. Then the wires, she dropped the plunger, and the wire wasn't there. So That's that was- right. Like, he set that whole thing up, and he forgot the... Most important step was to actually hook it up to the freaking detonator or igniter or whatever the fucking thing a plunger is with dynamite. I don't know how things work. And then, and then it ended, and then my my initial thought was, my God, Matt, what did I do to deserve this? What did I ever do to you? What did you not do? <laughs> this is a and great my movie. My thought was this was the best movie I've seen since Saving Christmas. Oh, that's true. That's true. Chuck, this is the best movie I've seen since I tried to watch God's Not Dead 3, and I stopped 20 <laughs> minutes in. Because here's another fun fact. For our, uh, quote, horror movie, 
we were going to review God's yeah. Not Dead 3, which is, what was the subtext of that one? Uh, uh, they were getting his um, pastoral lectures, his homilies or whatever shit they call uh, his sermons. And he refused to give up his sermons so that the, they were going to put him in prison or something. Well, that was the end of God's Not Two. God's Not Dead 2, was he gets arrested, yeah. and then that, yep. it just kind of went away. And now the university where his church is is, is because it, it got caught on fire because of stupid shit, which I'm not even going to tell you what. But um, they're like, oh, we'll just get rid of the church, and here's a check for your troubles. And like, no, we're going to fight this. And it was so goddamn boring. It wasn't even like... Like, it wasn't even out, like, you couldn't even get outraged about it. Like, the stupidity in God's Not Dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're just watch. it was the worst Lifetime movie I've ever attempted to watch in my life. And fucking John Corbett. John Corbett was in it. He was in Northern Exposure. And Sex <laughs> and the City. <laughs> that somehow surprises and does not surprise me uh, at the same time. I just... Was shaking my head the whole time, just like John. How have you fallen, John Corbett? You have fallen to Kevin Sorbo bottoms here. Bottoms? Yeah, why not? Uh, but we're never, we're never gonna fucking review that movie because one, I think other people have done it anyway, and two, it's not worth it. It's so, it's just terrible. It's, it's yeah. So it's it. It was my idea. To do God's Not Dead Three is the horror movie this Halloween, um, and Matt, you made it twenty minutes more than I did. I didn't even <laughs> fucking start it. Uh, every time I sat down to watch, it, I'm like, oh Jesus, am I really? Yeah, I can't. I cannot do it. Yep, yep, can't yep, do it. yep, yep, yep. Terrible. Oh fuck you, God. So that died. may have been what I did to warrant without warning. Yes. Still one of the best movies starring both Jack Palance and Martin Landau from. 1980. But only with those two people. <laughs> Best horror movie involving a flying starfish uh, I've ever seen. toothed animal thing that eats you. <laughs> it's so funny because when I texted you about it, I was like, hey, this is a solid movie because I was looking at it through the lens of time. Like, like this is exactly a B-movie from the 80s. All, it checks all the boxes, right? Checks all the stupid fucking boxes. Teenagers trying to get sex in the lake and the mountains and the gasoline station guy and the crazy guy and blah, 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 blah. no boobs, no butts, no penises. Kind of disappointed for that, but you know. On paper, it sounds like a really good horror movie. <laughs> I did. I remember I told you about it. You're like, I have to watch. That's why you downloaded it first. Ah. I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. I must watch this movie. (laughs) That's it, though. Fuck you, without warning. Fuck you, God's Not Dead 3. Fuck you. Fuck you, Exorcist. Exorcist. Pope Francis. Frickin' Frank Amadea. Franklin Graham. Jerry Falwell Jr. Donald Trump. Everyone in this administration. And the election's coming up in frickin' Seven days? Is it a week now? Yeah, next vote. Tuesday. God damn it, vote. And wear a fucking mask.
You think I'm laughing? That's what's going to come. No, uh, I'm the one that's laughing. <laughs> Son I'm of a bitch. Wait, let me do mine now. I'll no, tell I you just, who's going to come. I just, I, just, I just blew your joke. I'm, all right, go ahead. I won't interrupt this time. Start. <laughs> just do the joke. I'll edit all this out. You can also right, edit, I, I just blew you into yeah. a thing. <laughs> Uh, Don't edit uh, this. This is gold. This is what all that shit out. <laughs> this is what the Patreon pays for, Chuck. I'll <laughs> let you do your. This will probably go to the end of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to step on your punchline. Is what I'm saying. Go ahead. It'll give. Let me finish, Carol. An entirely new meaning. That's right. Wait. I don't get that joke. Did somebody say like, that? Actually. No. Let me finish, Carol. Right. Oh, who's Carol? What? Is- <sighs> I'm so lost right now. <laughs>